Hello, everyone. Welcome to Universal Energy Radio. This is the lowest effect, and my name is Alisa. My name is Liz. How are you? <laughs> I'm doing well. Um, I bought uh, some potting soil this morning and some pots from one of my friends who is moving to Texas. Gave me some of her like little clippings from her plants. And I'm like, oh, I need to do something with these <laughs> so they don't die on me overnight. So, anyway, look at um, you. I know. Connecting to nature. I so love abundant. it. <laughs> I love it. So you did tell me off air really quick that we do have someone in the queue. So why don't we start the show with taking this call? That sounds good. This is area code nine one nine. We get to this. Hello, caller. You're Hello. on the air. Hi. Thank you for taking the call. Sure. What's your name? My name is Sandra. Hey, Sandra. So I believe you're a first-time caller, so asking for permission to connect to your energy, please. Yes, thank you. Great. And if you can just give Elisa your birthday, just a month and the day she doesn't need the year. 12-29. Okay. So uh, how can we help? What's going on? Um, I am just kind of all over in a mess right now, um, mm-hmm. relationship-wise. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't even know the exact question to ask. Is it is it done or mm. is it time to move? Um, okay. I don't know. Just all right. So, picks up. All right. So just take a deep breath. Now it's weird because um, I get impressions. Um, I get images, symbols sometimes, or physical sensations. And mm-hmm. as you were talking, even before you um, got into the context of what's concerning you, um, mm-hmm. I wrote down glasses. Who wears glasses? Mm-hmm. She does. Thank you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Girl. Yep. Girl. Mm-hmm. Well, we got to laugh because this life is, you know, we got to laugh. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> interesting. So I got immediately, like before you were even getting into it, I wrote down, okay, there's there's some there's some very strong energy, um, and I'm feeling that energy, um, the, or the representation of of the energy. Uh, was symbolized by me writing down the word glasses. Okay, mm, so okay. ding, 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 ding. And then as as we are uh, folding into that energy or as I'm uh, just sitting with that a little bit, there is, um, there kind of is a bit of a heaviness. It's not like, ooh, easy breathe. There's like a, a weightedness mm-hmm. and a, a heaviness, and I'm feeling that from like the up more in the upper body, like from the heart up. There's this. Yeah. Th- okay, and that makes sense to you because it's not making sense to me, and that's perfect. Okay, good, and I'm mm-hmm. going to ask you about that in a second. But from the from like the heart above, there's there's like a heaviness, and not like a not like a depression, but just I kind of feel like like it's like a, a like a boulder or like it's a mountain, just something very steadfast. Mm-hmm. Um, but everything is feeling like 
upper body, and I don't know what that means. So how how is that making sense to you? Because it's not making too much sense to me, Sandra. Um, she, well, we both have some past you stuff both have to some... heal from. Some past uh, stress and drama to heal from. Okay. And really her uh, broken heart uh, oh. by past relationships and mm. not not mm. knowing how to heal. Um, mm. She will say quickly, I check off every single box of everything she wants and needs and desires. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's like things that she didn't heal from mm. is preventing her mm. from truly oh, being open forward. to you. Letting, yes. her guard, letting her guard down fully. Yes, and she right. don't want to lose me. Um, I don't want to lose her. Of course um, not. But it's so it's, it's so damaged right now. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's just mm-hmm. I don't. Mean, yeah, and I'm getting getting the image too of like, um, and again, it's the images. It's not an image I'm making up. It's, it's I, I pay attention to the images that come in. So the image that just came in now when you were talking about about that heaviness and you're confirming that that every you know what I was getting from like the heart upwards, uh, mm-hmm. that very steadfastness. But I got also the image of um, like being in the ocean, like the undertow. Mm-hmm, where you're just mm-hmm, getting dragged, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm just getting that yes. to you. Like you're minding your own business, and the next thing you know, you're just being dragged in the in the undertow and and being completely blindsided. Yes. yes. Right. Okay. So that energy is is there too. Now, what's very interesting is that I um, wanted to mention on today's show uh, because energy floods in all all the time, particularly um, when I'm alone or I'm mm-hmm. um, getting ready to, to sleep or the sleeping process or just yes. any time in meditation or what have you. I do want to say collectively that even though things uh, seem very challenging and surprising, like things that you thought, especially where it comes to relationships, that are going to sort of play out a certain way. There's, there's, a, there's a lot of twists and turns, but there's also the most important relationship, the primary relationship, which is the relationship that we have with ourselves as individuals. That is really coming up front and center and almost fighting to be um, yes. acknowledged. So it may seem very turbulent. It may seem that there's a lot of contrast. But I have to tell you, underneath all of that chaos, there is so much healing that's taking place right now. Like in this yeah. moment, there's a tremendous amount of healing. So even though you're dealing with this immediate uh uh, situation where it's almost like you guys are lost at sea, so to speak, right? Yeah, Trying to yeah, exactly. to to cling to to the lifeline of of each other, the life raft of each other. Um, in the core of all of that, as individuals, for all of us, it's mm-hmm. a lot of work, and it's not mm-hmm. cute, and there's a lot of resistance to contend with. But if you have the clarity, Sandra, that all of this is for my healing because um, she's not the only one that's dealing with 
it's probably way more dramatic than you, but mm-hmm. um, she's not the only one that needs tending to. You need tending yes. to. And yes. you're probably feeling like, damn, <laughs> I'm like mm-hmm. being all devoted. <laughs> right. I'll be all like, you good. Uh, mm-hmm. You're all mm-hmm. about the detail. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, tr- you know, trying to set up as as uh, conducive uh, uh, conditions and environment, um, and there might be a, a quiet part of you that feels like you're falling short, or feels like you're failing, or feels like it's never good enough. Mm-hmm. And I have to right, I have to tell you, that's not true, because she is only capable of receiving to a certain point and not really able to take in the purity and the integrity of where you are, and also failing to see that you're healing too. Mm. So so it's almost like the chaos and the drama is a distraction for the opportunity for healing. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And it's mm-hmm. not all or nothing. And I think you guys are maybe getting into sort of like an all or nothing or that, or kind of like a conditioned timeline, like why yes. should this be, t- right? And that's what, and that's how we mess yes. ourselves up. Uh, time is an illusion, mm-hmm. and, and, and it's, it's, the, it's a necessary illusion and a necessary infrastructure the same way traffic lights are necessary because it organizes the chaos. But sometimes we mm-hmm. think it's the end all. But it's so, so what needs to happen is that your chaos in the situation with her needs to get organ. You need traffic lights. You need you need mm-hmm. symbolic traffic lights to manage the chaos. There is love for each other, but I'll tell you, she's terrified. She's acting like mm-hmm. she's not. Yeah. You're actually okay. okay you're actually. <laughs> Girl, you're actually the braver of the two, but she likes to yes. present the opposite. Yes. So on the yes. surface, it might look like, you know, who's doing what or whatever, whatever. Uh, mm-hmm. But really, at the end of the day, it's almost like those energies are reversed from what they may appear to be like on the surface. Is that making sense? It makes tons of sense because that's a question I just kind of had. And, mm-hmm. and what's that question? What's the question? Well, the question to her, I said, um, I'm falling apart and you're walking around seeing so stoic. And she was like, no, that's not it. That's not it. But she's military, um, Uh more masculine. She's hiding everything. Uh Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So there's this wounded person in there that if she could, uh, both of you really could recognize that this is, this is healing. It's it. It can be a little frightening and confusing uh, because raw past emotion is sort of muddying uh, the waters. But also, too, this dynamic keeps the relationship from getting deeper. Yes. And I think yes. there might be a little a little fear, more so on her. You're willing to to become more vulnerable. Um, you are mm-hmm. uh, more mm-hmm. willing to do the work. You're more willing to to embrace uh, the spiritual growth. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. It's a little it's a little foreign to her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not her upbringing. Not her upbringing. Right. Way. Right. And there's nothing you can do about that, you know. And and I I keep my spiritual stuff very very private in mixed company. 
right? Mm-hmm. Which is why we do this podcast because it's a safe space to to have these kinds of of conversations. But I think if you just let everything go, know in your heart because I'm getting this energy. So so it's not theoretical. It's what the energy that I'm picking up, Sandra. Know in your heart, mm-hmm. you guys aren't going anywhere. Excuse you me? guys, you guys aren't going. You guys are devoted to each other. It may not feel that way, but you are. You guys are devoted to each other. So I think if you just look at this, okay, this is healing and it looks weird, but I'm going to focus on me loving myself and being in the position of accepting this person and loving this person where they are right now. And the biggest challenge is to not ask anything of them because that's the most challenging Yet yeah. truest, girl, truest. Yeah. It's not a pride. It could get confused with pride, and it's not a prideful thing. But it really yeah. is. The, it's a lot of hard work. It's the purest definition of true love, to love that person so much that you don't ask them for anything, that you're not demanding anything of them, that you will receive what they give. And it doesn't mean that you're a doormat. It just means you love yourself. You love yourself enough to know that all your needs. Um, are coming from being in alignment with yourself and that your experience is enhanced by how you're raising your vibration and then matching experiences coming into your field of experience, right? So the more that you work on you, the sweeter she's going to end up becoming with you. Do you follow what I'm saying? Because you're not attached to her being responsible for completing your happiness. Yes. Yes, right? I understand that. Okay, yes. so I'm going to let you sit with that for a second. I'm going to turn this over to Lisa because she has your birthday. And uh, everything everything is okay. Wow. It really is. Okay. <laughs> okay. Wow. It, it, it doesn't look like it, but it, there, there, there is a there – a, a, the sun will rise after the storm. Wow. Okay. Yeah. That's, okay, girl. That's really assuring. Good. Well, Sandra, um, the uh, the influence for this year, which started on your birthday, is a number nine. So it makes sense that you're feeling all these things because you're at the end of a cycle of nine years of growth and development and change. And nine is like it's like being a, a senior, you know, like you know that final mm-hmm. year, you're just doing the last little bit of work to to move to the next level. But it's bittersweet because you know you have you have this history. There's a lot of um, fond memories, and and you, you kind of you know you you're ready for the next step, but then you don't know what that means. And in a nine year, you're having to really go through, and um, uh, it's not even just a, an evaluation. It's more of realizing I am a different person now than when I started off. You know, obviously nine years ago, even four years ago, when stuff really started changing and happening, um, and and you have to recognize it's almost like you have to catch up with yourself, and that's why the primary relationship is with yourself, which is what Liz was talking about. Like, yeah, you're in a relationship right now with somebody else, but your primary is always going to be you, and so to the degree that you have um, been doing your own inner work, your your spiritual work, um, that's how it affects all of your relationships, not just 
messages just with, with this person. But, um, you know, when things come up and it's uncomfortable or um, you know, maybe it's a thing that keeps coming up, like a similar situation that keeps coming up that's like getting your attention, um, now is the time to really face it, you know, meet it head on. And, um, and it's not about being in battle with it, but just it, it's about recognizing it usually. It's just about acknowledging it acknowledging maybe that part of yourself that, you know, that needs something or is that, that is hurt. So maybe that's why this relationship means so much. I mean, it's significant and that you, you guys are sort of touching on certain points of commonality, but then it's like, ah, oh, I don't know how to fix it. And it's not about you trying to fix it. You know, it's, it isn't about that at all. Um, but in a nine year, it really brings to the forefront all the things that you've learned and now it's not about trying to get more information, but it's about sharing that, sharing your experiences and sharing your own wisdom. And sometimes that even means sharing it with yourself so you actually get it. <laughs> because there are answers mm-hmm. within you that there's a part of me that wants to say there's like, there are answers within you that you, you already know on one level, but it's almost like if you don't say it, then it's not true. <laughs> and it may mm-hmm. be like seemingly like a hard truth. The moment you acknowledge it and you recognize it, it settles in. It, it, it's like it becomes it becomes more a part of you because you're not fighting it. You know, you're not trying to bend it to, to make someone else feel comfortable. So that so yeah. and as you do that, you you're, you're, you yourself are uncomfortable because it's not true. Like it's not it's not the truth for you. So even if it's something small, it's seemingly small. This is a part of who you are that needs to become. Um, integrated into into your everyday life, so that instead of you pushing it away, like trying to bury it deep, you're you're celebrating it, you're embracing it, and you're celebrating it. And I don't know exactly what that is. I feel like it's um, you know, it's it's like like a tenderness that, in some cases, can be viewed as a as a a weakness, but it's not. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we think a vulnerability possibly as being weak, but it's not. It's probably the strongest thing that you could you could own, you know, to be vulnerable because that builds bridges. Vulnerability doesn't, you know, being strong and being stoic doesn't necessarily, it kind of blocks people out. Like it keeps things together, but it can block people out. You have an interesting um, uh, situation just with, you know, with your birth date, with your, with your your sun sign, you know, Capricorn is a, is a strong sign. Um, And it's not always known to be like really, you know, um, warm, fuzzy, touchy-feely, but there's a part of you that, that needs to acknowledge that, that, that it, it may not be like touchy-feely, but you have, um, you have control over your emotions, and it's something that um, you need to be able to work with and not against. Um, so that's, that's the part where it needs to be integrated. And, and just to maybe not for you to, to, to tell other people, you need to acknowledge my authority and my, <laughs> my emotional vulnerability, mm-hmm. it's for you to say, you know, I, I know these things. I feel these things and I know these things. And there's a wisdom to that. And, and so you don't have to pretend so that someone else can feel comfortable. That doesn't do right. anybody any good. But you can be honest, and that's a strength. You can be honest and vulnerable and own your own emotions. And in you doing that, that actually frees up other people. Because it, even as, if it's really uncomfortable for them in the moment, as they see that, you know, you're still a human being, you're still a lovely person, um, and you come with all these complexities and intricacies, then they can kind of loosen up a little bit too and open up their hearts. And that's part of that healing process because it isn't about 
you fixing it for anybody else or, you know, it, it isn't about any of that. But a lot of this is really about you acknowledging how strong you actually are because you understand like your emotional IQ, your emotional aspect of yourself. And so you don't have to mm-hmm. bury that to, um, to kind of keep somebody else in their same situation. If anything, in a nine year, you, you know, as you shift and change, the people around you just by, by default have to shift and change because either they'll hang out with you and they'll get it, even if it doesn't mean that, you know, even they don't like it sometimes, but it helps them mm-hmm. in their growth process too. So if there is a true, you know, basis for this love, even through the rough times, you can, you can see it through. I mean, you can see it through. You may not be able to see it through for everybody, but you can see it through for you. And, wow. and then that's when you start seeing how other people can respond and that you let them do their thing, you know? And if it seems, um, if it seems like it's not working out, like just give it time. You have to trust. <laughs> Sometimes in that moment, that's exactly where you need to be. And then when, you know, as, as the dust settles or something else changes and more changing happens, then you start meeting on more, you know, more on your path. Like there are certain commonalities that, that make more sense. And, uh, and because you have to allow for other, everyone else to be growing too, as much as, you know, you are. You are definitely, in the nine years, no, no doubt, people are growing. You're growing. <laughs> You're trying to figure stuff right, out. Right, right. Right. Um, right. Now my, my my cousin Anna, who who started this radio show, uh, is also listening in, and she um, she wanted to kind of chime in um, as well. So I'm gonna have okay. to. Okay. <laughs> um, I wanted to say I wanted to speak to this because I've had some personal experience with it. Uh, I think Liz can speak okay. to that as well. Girl. Um, <laughs> and what everything they've said is just so on point. What I want you to understand is we have programming, and I'll talk about this until Cal's come home. We have programming. We run on basically 90% of our unconscious mind. So everything, anything before literally the age of seven and also any traumatic events from seven to now, are they're, they're in your unconscious mind, and so they will, they will run a story for you. And it's mm, recognizing yeah. those stories and things that come up for you, also for your partner, and it's understanding how you actually showed up for each other to assist each other in the healing by just being present. And so I wanted to speak to it because it is something that um, I had an 18-year relationship, and Liz, I don't, yours was for like twice the length. And both of us went through some pretty traumatic stuff, and we yeah. uh, were able to clear it by clearing some unconscious blocks and unconscious things that were stuck in our in our mm. in our. You know, it's a process. And what they're saying is recognize that person showing up for you when you know when you first called in. You said you know was this done? And as Elisa said, you feel like you know, and it's nine year. We're you let go of every you can let go of everything. It's that everything is a choice. And so, you know, I heard you also say uh, you don't want to lose this person. And so let's change that to, um, you know, how do I love myself enough to allow this person to be in my, in my life and in my space? So losing, when you use the word losing, that's a, that's a, a lower vibe word. So change that word around mm. when you're speaking. But this is about you yeah. and you loving yourself enough to be able to give that love 
to your partner. And the same with your partner. The, the tricky part of this is, and we don't kind of, we don't get this, is that when we change ourselves, we change everything around us. So your partner will have mm-hmm. a choice to come along with you on this fabulous, wonderful journey of loving self or choose to step away, and that's going to be her choice as well. And all of it is for each of you. So the important part is looking at it differently. When something comes up and maybe you have a, dis- dis- a disagreement, however that looks, you know, even in that moment, and here's a little thing that I used to do is we um, you pick a funny word. So when you are arguing or disagreeing, you kind of call that funny word, and it's like, oh, let's step back and be in observation mode and let's take a look at what's going on here. Is it the cycle that we allowed ourselves to come to be in, which I'll tell you 100% of it is yes. So let's look at the cycle and how we get triggered and how we react. And a lot of this is, I mean, I'll, I'll be honest, a lot of it is, um, you know, working on my own process, uh, working in a whole new coaching program that I'm sharing with other people. It's also going to, to, to therapy. I mean, it's, mm-hmm. all of it over the past four years has culminated into me living a what I consider a richer, more abundant life. And it's just one thing after another. I feel like, you know, I can call them miracles, but I will tell you that Life is so good. Now, unfortunately, um, I, I don't speak with my ex that much, and that's pretty sad because we have two children together. And uh, that was, uh, she's their biological mother, so she has absolute 100% custody of them. They're under the age of 18. The heartache in the beginning was she actually took them away, and I didn't get to see them for a very long time. And that was, uh, you talk about heartache. So, um, unfortunately, we have not really come to terms with even being friends at this point. We are civil to each other because I do get to see the kids. But um, but I also do appreciate her because she had to do the hard work. Sometimes people come into our lives and they have to do, the I want to say, the not easy work because they're the ones that wake us up to who we are. So even in the moment when something doesn't feel great, say, this person is here for me to really – allow me to be my true authentic self and you will step into mm-hmm. your own, uh, you know, your own shoes. You'll step into that, that own power. And I think this will, the real cool part is, you know, I've been on this kind of funky spiritual journey now for a while. It's a dozen years now. And um, all of this, even though I was like, how did I attract this? I'm a law of attraction junkie. And then I realized, <laughs> Oh, this is being done for me, not to me. And it allowed me time and space to do more work on myself, um, help other people, and do help you know help people shift their consciousness. And I think that when you look at it that way, and you appreciate that person for being in your life because they're there for you, and that they're there to maybe do some not easy work, but also maybe to share you know different parts of them that um, you know to help you understand. Uh, yourself even better and I think um, you know my frustration was why can't this person see me why can't this person see me for who I am because I am who I am and I show up authentically I I think I show up authentically you know it's like that's who I am so um, and I just never understood why this person never really saw me and saw something completely different so um, but I can't ask that question anymore because the more I ask that question guess what the, the more this other person doesn't see me at all so again watch the questions you're asking and just right. know that, that your your partner is there for you 
and you shift you and love you enough so that you can share that love. It, it just changes everything. Anyway, I wanted to share that. Okay. And, Thank uh, you. Thank you oh, so you're much. Welcome. I, you know, bless you because these are, you know, relationships are, are fascinating and interesting. And, uh, <laughs> you know, it's like when we choose to, to even attempt to share our life with somebody, there's so many nuances. And like, like you, I mean, you, if you say, you know, I don't, is this done or am I going to lose this person? It's that same thing, like stepping into, um, even with me, I'm dating somebody now. And she's, oh, just a beautiful human being. Now, am I on guard? I felt, I, I feel that, yes. And does it, does it bother me a little bit? Yes, because I don't want to clear that, and that's what I'm working on now, because I do want that heart, because it is your heart. It's your heart chakra. It's that whole, you know, even if somebody, you might feel like, oh, my God, I have indigestion. Maybe that's not indigestion. That's that's your heart chakra. You know, you've been you've been hurt, and we and we don't we really don't want to go there. But at the same time, really think about that. That's part of the journey. And when you actually turn it around and say, you know what, I'm willing to accept a heartache, or I'm willing to accept the fact that I'm going to attempt this, and I'm going to jump in with both of my feet, and I'm going to love with all my might, and I'm going to see what happens. That's the journey we're on here in this human experience. And so when we don't allow ourselves that journey, that also hurts. And that's also going to affect not only your heart chakra, but all of your energy system. So if you're, if you have, if either of you have this, um, I don't want to use the fear word, but you use the fear word. If you have that with falling in love or really allowing yourself to be a part of someone's life and, and having that fear of, I'm going to get hurt again, um, that perpetuates, that's the energy. So you turn it around mm-hmm. to how can I love this person, um, you know, one step at a time. You know, I'm going to love this person and this person, like this person I'm dating right now, I mean, she shows me constantly that she's there for me and shows up for me and uh, helps me. And it's like in a totally different way and a totally beautiful way. And it's different. And I am I am working on of honestly allowing that because yes. I'm like, yes. Yes. I can do it myself, you know? <laughs> so, yes. Yes. Um, yeah. So um, I'm, I'm letting my heart open to that, you know, more and more each day. And um, I think Liz can, can speak to that as well. I mean, it's uh, it's been quite a journey that the adventure and the journey, uh, uh-huh. uh, that, that's just, it's worth it, you know? And, what is your life? <laughs> it's a full life, you know. So, all right, I'm gonna. That's what I wanted to thank say. Thank you. Well, thank, thank you, you and I love, I love everything that that uh, you just uh, contributed, and Elisa too. Like I'm, I'm listening to the to the two of you, um, and gaining such um, such wisdom and such and such insight. But thank yeah, it, there's so. Well, so much just but really for everybody like if there was like an energetic weather forecast there's <laughs> so much healing yeah uh, coming in right now i can't even tell you like this, this is like grows us. this grows us as human beings this grows us energetically absolutely it, all of these Thank experiences you. grow us yes and, and we are blessed to um, not only have the beautiful experiences, but have the contrast that make us really look and appreciate right. not only the other people in our lives or the places or the things, but ourselves. Right. 
Come right. back to self. Always. Yes. Uh, yes. Uh, right. All roads, all roads are leading, Sandra, to the relationship that you have with yourself and that you get reflections of that and in doing the work and being is not easy breezy cover girl. Healing is far from cute. There's and uh, there's so mm-hmm. much resistance to healing because at an unconscious level, um, there is a uh, a hesitation because it can be uh, very profound and it can be it can be painful. Yeah. And it's all that trapped trauma trying to escape, getting ready to, to, to be released. So it really is about cultivating that relationship uh, with yourself and then having compassion for your partner um, because you guys are on two very separate individual journeys of self-knowledge. How you're learning about yourself is completely different, dare I say, opposite to the tools that she's working with, but we have to respect her toolbox and your toolbox are very, very different. Right. And it's not your job to take the tools out of your box and try to uh, fix uh, her spiritual organism. Um, it's not the the parts don't line up, so but it's that compassion, but it starts with with you having the willingness to uh deal with your wholeness and your mm-hmm. integrity, and that yeah, just see her through through the lens of of compassion, but that compassion really starts for you having that compassion for the seven-year-old, okay? Yes. Uh, yeah, you, yeah, and, it, and you build, and you build from there a breath and a step at a time, and I don't know. I think I want to just leave you with this because this just, this just came in. Um, why am I getting, like, barbecue or burgers or uh, – <laughs> why are you laughing? <laughs> I just very emotional. Um, oh, I thought you were laughing. Um, no, we um, there were some things with the home that we wanted to do, take you know, fix the backyard and grill and all this other stuff. So, okay, confirmation. Okay, so so good. Okay, yay. So I thought you were laughing, but okay, but emotion is fabulous because that's part of the healing. And I applaud you because you're being fierce, you're being brave. So I got like barbecue burgers, whatever, whatever, whatever. So if if there's like a, t- a way for you to sort of symbolize that, because that that is like symbolic of happiness, right? Of ha- of a happy memory of like of uh, a beautiful activity to do together, to share with other people, whatever, whatever. But wouldn't it be cute if you like I don't know the the, the status? Maybe the your your uh, your home setup, backyard setup isn't conducive to that but wouldn't that be cute if like you just like did like a pop-up barbecue type of situation or you got takeout from a barbecue place to say well we can't do the barbecue yet in the backyard but i want you to know that i look forward to sharing that with i want you just to do something kind of left field and romantic that is going to kind of take her off guard and kind of like just it's almost like 
and this is I I kind of do this too with my relationships. It's like just when you think you know me, I'm going to do something from left field and keep <laughs> you on your toes a little bit. Okay, that makes so sense. So do something yeah, do, do something cute like that, like a pop up barbecue, I, something. I can do that. Yeah, and listen, um, welcome to the show. We're on Tuesdays and Thursdays um, at 8.30 Eastern Time. It would be great for you to call us back and give us an update and let us know how you're doing. Thank you so much. All right, girl. You got this. You got this. Thank you. Yes. Blessings to you. Yes, blessings to you. This is is good. And and you help us because this this is our service. This is a safe space. So uh, we thank you as well, Sandra. So everything's cool. You're you're a lot stronger than you think. <laughs> All right, you that. got this. You mm-hmm. got this, star player. You got this. <laughs> Take Bye. care. Take Bye. Care. Wow. Speaking of speaking of star player, Lisa, I actually did. I thought of you. I actually did see that HBO documentary yesterday about oh, yeah. the U.S. soccer team. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, I know why she likes this sport. Oh, stop. <laughs> I can't I said, oh, okay. <laughs> I said, all right. I, like, there was like two players there. I'm like, okay, I know which ones are Lisa's favorite. Okay. Oh, who do you um, think it is? I don't know the names, but the girl with the, the, with the long blonde hair. The girl with the long blonde hair. That doesn't really narrow it down, you know. <laughs> Anyway, it was really interesting because I don't I don't know the sport or whatever, but damn, what they went through just to get equal pay, wow! Right, right. It was all about it was all about it was all about that that journey and the different. It was really interesting the different the different personalities of of the of the different players. But um, yeah, I appre- I appreciated it. Like what and what what a first rate team. Yeah. Yeah, they're pretty badass. They're they're badass. I mean, it's not my sport, but damn, I'm like, okay, I get it. Yeah. Yeah, and and you know, and like I've I've always liked sports. It's not a problem. I've never played any sports, but um, I do like it. Right. Um, Yeah, Anna Anna played sports, and she doesn't want to watch any sports on TV. It's really funny how how our personalities (laughs) and the irony. Right. I'm watching in reality. Um, oh yeah, if I could watch it in reality, it'd be great. But um, but what's interesting is, you know, like the the women's soccer team is is one of quite a few women's teams in the states that have always performed really well, you know, so internationally. But at home, they don't get no. any kind of recognition unless it is the the Olympics. You know, right. unless it's no a, support. I mean, yeah. they're waitressing. They're doing stuff right. on the side. Like, I couldn't believe it. Struggling. Right. right. Unbelievable. Had no idea. And so, and so that, um, with all of this happening, and, you know, in, in Title IX sports in the U.S., Title IX happened in 1972. And that, that basically said we need to have more funding for, for you know, girls and women in, in sports. And so since 1972, when they, oh, my gosh, imagine that. They started supporting it, as in, in, even if it's in little ways, but even just like having that, that, that law kind of come in, um, that is a, the stuff that we see now is a result of that. You know, like right. I saw a documentary, speaking of, I saw a documentary um, on Peacock TV 
because um, uh-huh. they're ramping up for the Olympics. This an NBC, obviously an NBC um, platform. Right. But they did a documentary on on four women's teams that um, just basically have dominated, and it's as a result of this Title IX and and allowing um, allowing at the grassroots level for um, for attention to be given to to you know to women and girls to join sports and to have organized teams um, right. like our softball team. Um, our softball team, you know, I guess uh, it, it kind of ties into where, where I am. I'm in Atlanta, and in, in, in 1996, we hosted the Olympics. And that was right. the first year we had, you know, women's softball. We had um, women's soccer, you know, join, and they just completely dominated. But the thing is, the, the backstory, at least for like, for, like, the women's softball team, is that they had been undefeated for, you know, I don't know, so many games, you know, like, you know, even the women's basketball team, they had been undefeated in an international play for, you know, a long range of games, you know, um, and and no one knew <laughs> until until they got their gold medal at the Olympics and all of a sudden all these stories come out and you realize some of these people, like, came out of, they had to, they had to um, you know, get a leave of absence from their job, Um you know, but but part of it was they, they were given that because they were the, their job was supporting them. Their job was like so excited about, oh my gosh, you're you're you tried out for the Olympics and you made the team. <laughs> well, of course we'll give you a, a you know a leave of absence, but not many people could do that. This is uh, the person I'm thinking of is a softball player. She was a doctor. <laughs> wow. She was a doctor. And um and she had not told anybody she had tried out. And then I think it was like Sports Illustrated um uh. Uh, article had a picture of her, you know, trying out for the team, and, and all of a sudden, like the, her her supervisor was like, um, "Did you have something you want to tell us?" <laughs> you know, and and they were just so thrilled. But like the day after she won the medal, she was back. She flew back wow. to Texas, and you know, she was back in, and she was signing autographs for, for you know, but she was back in and doing her work. So that's um, it's an amazing process. But what's interesting, so that was in 96, and everyone was like, oh, this is great. You know, you know, we, we see so many big things. And, and so out of that, slowly but surely, we have some professional leagues. Some have folded and started up again uh, multiple times. And so it's still been a struggle because the same, the same issues remain, is that if you're not giving them any attention in any, any way of supporting them, then obviously you can go back and say, well, they're not making, they're, they're not a big enough draw. Well, you know, you're also not, you're also not giving them any kind of opportunity to uh, to be promoted and marketed the way they need to. So, you know, it, I, and, then, and then the bigger picture, I'm like, well, it's just a game. You know, but that's someone's job. You know, it, that's, <laughs> that's right. And uh, and it's a job that they can't do. You know, they can't retire. You know, after 30, 40 years, like. You know, some sometimes longevity is for a sport is like, oh, you're, you're in your thirties and you're still playing. That's amazing, you know. Right, right. Um, so there's, there, yeah, there's a lot to to be thankful for, and and you, then you start to see where uh, you you want you want them to do well, and you you start to pull for them. But even that, even for the U.S. Women's National Team, for the soccer team, you know, the, those are the highest played payers, uh, highest paid players in, mm-hmm. in the school in our in our country for women 
but that also means that the professional leagues that they're they're mostly most of them have it or part of it. The the regular person there in that on a on a team is not making anything like what they're making. Oh, it's insane. Know? Yeah, I had no idea. So I learned a lot, yeah. and so thanks to you, you know, and uh, yeah, I I could ap- could appreciate why you appreciate. Uh, the sport and the personalities and the sisterhood and the unity and uh, fighting against um, these uh, uh, very uh, sexist um, paradigms and um, you yeah. know creating cre- creating a movement. So anyway, just wanted to share that with you that I I, I got to you know get some insight um, into <laughs> into you. So yay. And um yeah and I love and I love that uh the three of us were able to uh support Sandra um and I'm glad she called. Yeah. 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 I mean that's huge. When when I when she told me her birthday I'm like, "Oh, okay. Yep. Yep, 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 yep. It's a 9." Mm-hmm. Right. And two. Right. Yeah, and and I think I think like not so much the relationship is over, but the the rules of the game are over. That this is right. this isn't yeah that yeah I don't feel like either one of them want to go anywhere. They just don't they just don't have the coordinates yet. Um, because it really it really starts with uh, individual healing. Let's say the relationship, but, they know it, it's over. It's time for the new relationship to come exactly in. Exactly. Right. 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 They're not be, done. They're right. not done. Not at all. And no, they're not done. A new programming needs to be put in place, a new paradigm. Or the lack of programming, let's just say that. Changing that unconscious mind to allow yourself right. to let go of the resistance to right. the good life. Really a good right. life. A good life. They're both walking around blindfolded. So you take off the blind because it's not scary. Because everybody thinks, well, let me keep the blindfold on because the light's going to hurt my eyes. Mm-hmm. But you have to adjust to that light. And people are, that's where the resistance come in. People are so afraid to to really embrace the, the light that's flooding in. There's so much light flooding in right now. There's so, and, and it affects us on so many different uh, levels. That it really is like a prescri- like if I was able to to prescribe, I would prescribe everybody like you need some time by yourself. <laughs> you need some. That's my prescription. You need some time to just allow the light to flood in, and to surrender and let go of what no longer needs to hold you down. It's not protecting you anymore. This is about greater ascension and clarity. And shifting the, you know, turning lead into gold. I mean, just alchemy, the density, uh, 3D jumping into 5D. And you got to be by yourself, not not in a relationship, but but in like not alone by yourself, but in solitude. And to recognize the individuality of those people that are in your life and the compassion that goes along. Uh, with that and the wisdom and understanding, which can be a challenge to get to, that no one is the missing puzzle piece to the completion of, of your wholeness, your big picture. Um, mm. You are. And then everything else is an enhancement. 
But it's not like, well, I didn't get this text message, so I'm not good enough, and I'm rejected, and I'm not, you know, I'm half a per No, 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 no. So it's tremendous. I have never felt this type of energy so concentrated than in recent, in very recent times. Like as we're coming back from... COVID, and who knows what's going to happen with the variant, but for right now in this moment, um, along with that, it, the floodgates are opening with there's so much healing energy that's ours for the for the receiving. Mm. We don't have to take it. We have to receive it. Right. There's a difference. Yeah. Right? Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. We don't have to work so hard. No. We just have to allow yeah. and receive and to and to say to yourself in this moment everything's okay. And then we take it to the next moment and the moment after that. And other people in our life are dealing with their healing and it may not make sense to us. We just have to hold space. And as long as there's respect, love and appreciation that's it. We can't control it. All we can do is be in our grace and to weather that storm. It's a, it's a storm to weather. And that and I think people are so afraid to heal unconsciously because it's painful. It's more painful to be in resistance. Yes. Yeah. Yes. But there's so much. We've never had more heating energy at the, at the ready to, to support our shifts and our yes. transformation. I mean, it's never been like this before. Right. This right. is a transformational time, and so anything that, that has an old program running, it's going to be disrupted. And so, and then you're going to be awake. Like, all of a sudden you're waking up to, oh, my gosh, do I want to be in this or not? It, mm-hmm. It's not really about running away from it. It's about shifting energy. When we it's get about choosing. Part of choosing right. that. Yeah. Right. Yeah, we're not blind. Like we, right, and that's a good point because it's not like uh, anyone's victim or anyone has their hands tied. It's about the responsibility of choice. Yes. What you choose to participate in, what you choose uh, not to, and there's no right or wrong too. There's no right or wrong. And Elisa, I wanted to mention to you. Remember, I had um, recommended. that app about the uh, violet flame and crystalline activation because Joe Dunning was charging uh, $248. Like, no, we're not doing that. And then I paid $8, yeah. $7, yeah. $7.99, $7.99 on the app store. I have to tell you, that is everything. That nice. has really, really, really helped. Um, and I don't know much about the um uh oh you're you're breaking up hello can you hear me yeah now i can but yeah you okay are. sorry okay i don't know if it's re- also represented in the archetypal figure of merlin um but it's interesting because I was led to that when 
um, all these energies were coming in and information from Lois about crystalline activation. I'm like, I don't know what that is. And then, and then I get an email like the next day from Joe Dunny. Oh, you can get your crystalline activation for $248. I'm like, that's cute, but that's not accessible um, to the, to the people. But that's, but, but all the symptoms that she listed, I'm like, check, 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 check. So that gave us information. And then to do a search on the app store for crystalline activation to be led to the violet flame, seven ninety nine. Um, <laughs> hello, <laughs> hello. But the be- and and the benefit is tremendous. And what's interesting now, it's like it's all about the violet flame. It's all about the color violet, and it's all about the violet flame, and it's all about transmutation. So very. Very interesting. I even got my Manny Petty in violet. I'm like, okay, why not? Um, you know, uh, purple was Lois's favorite color. Oh, so leave me alone. You should see. <laughs> I can't. I can't leave you alone. You can't leave me alone. Oh my god. <laughs> Get out of here. Oh my goodness. And I have, uh, yeah, I I have purple toes. Um, yeah, well, all about violet. That is crazy. So I'm seeing purple. Okay, now you're freaking me out. I'm see, I'm seeing purple everywhere, even with my mind's eye, uh, uh, just working with that color. I didn't know that was her favorite color. Okay. Well, now you do. And we have a hand raised. So. Okay, let's take the call. Hello. Hi, ladies. It's Jennifer. Hi, girl. Happy Canada Day. Yay! Oh, Oh, Canada. (laughs) That's all I know. Anyway, that's all I know. (laughs) May I have a card, please? But I also wanted to um, tell you that I went to a breathwork class at a place in Michigan on Tuesday called the Violet Flame. Stop it! (laughs) Yeah. Stop! Yeah. Oh my God! So you went mm-hmm. to Michigan. So did you hang out with your friend? I'm still here, and yes. yeah, he's off grabbing Girl, some work yes. stuff. And uh, yeah, Ooh, we like I'm it. Weird. Ooh, you in Michigan? Yeah. All right. Yeah. Ooh. Okay. <laughs> Violet flame realness. Wow. Okay. So we're gonna pick your card, but I want to hear about this class. Okay. So uh, okay. I'm ready when you guys are. All right. Oh, okay. So the number with this message, Elisa, is 119. Of course it is. <laughs> and what's crazy, I, okay, so I just took a glance at this message. I have to tell you, at quick glance, <clears throat> excuse me, this message absolutely describes the healing process that we were just talking about that, you know, people are so afraid of because it is painful, right, mm-hmm. at growth. Yep. Okay, yep. so so it really ties in with what we're talking about. So thank you for uh, choosing this message, Jen. The tears shed while frequencies dissolve. The self-imposed repression of the evolving self is the cleansing necessary to evolve in silence. That hey. describes the process in a nutshell. I will read it again. Because I've been crying like it's going out of style. The tears shed while frequencies dissolve. 
the self-imposed repression of the evolving self is the cleansing necessary to evolve in silence, 119. Wow. That's, that's deep. That, is, that so describes what's happening right now mm-hmm. in, this healing, in this healing energy. So 119, Elisa. Well, you know, obviously 119. Yeah, one, one the beginning, one is you, nine the ending. Mm. And, and, it, and, it, and all of it, so it, it just runs the gamut from, from the beginning to the end. But the next evolution of that, as you, as you add it up, it ends up being an 11 too, right? Or two. So it is about making that next connection um, of, of support, of, um, you know, of realizing, oh, there's another self. There's, actually, you're not, you know, doing it alone, that you have others with you. And, and so the two then says, you know, be in, in union and be in support. And uh, I'd also, not to say that you have to be balanced, but, it, but in order to balance, you have to have more than just one thing. So it isn't about just a singular thing in this, in this form, you know, as, you know, as we go through our human experience. So uh, as much as we can be, oh, we're all unified, you still have to recognize who you are in relation to others. And, um, and, and so it's not about who you are as defined by others, but you in relation to others. And there's a difference in that. Um, and I think the, the message having to go through um, uh, a, a healing process, a, you know, a shedding process, and that's, that's that nine, because nine encompasses it all. You know, we, we think, oh, life is supposed to be happy, and happy can be defined in a lot of different ways. You can still find happiness even after traumatic experiences. You can still find um, a, a beauty or something uh, worthwhile and worthy within yourself uh, sometimes because of the things you've had to go through, right? Um, that that uh, that crucible of life, you know, those things that you have to learn, and and so it may seem like it's breaking you down in the moment, but when you get through it, and you do get through it, uh, whether you're realizing it or not, half the time we're not even we're not even paying attention. We're just we're like we're just dealing with a trauma and holding on to the trauma and not even recognizing what we've accomplished and what we've learned. So I think that's where that spiritual aspect comes in because then you look at it and it's not about it being in a competition, you know, or in comparison to other people. It's, it's realizing, oh, you know, I, this is for me and I've learned so much about me. Um, and, I, and you can share that with other people and, and then they realize they're not alone either. So that's why right. you go through it. You can't do it. Um, you can't do it or no one else can do it for you, but you're not really doing it. Alone. Anyway. Right. Thank you for that. No, that's great. And I love that you pulled that message. So real quick, Jen, um, so that class was called the Violet Flame. That's insane. Well, the the place was called the Violet Flame. The breathwork class, I guess it's called, I heard it was called something before. I guess they just changed the name of it. It's called, um, it's like a rebirthing, but I don't even know what a rebirthing is. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. Right. Everyone lays like you know, there were only five of us and we're all laying on the ground and then we, we, we breathe. And then it feels like your soul leaves your body. It's sort of like being high without any drugs. Wow. So you get tingly all over and then you, you get transformed. And in this case, because it's relevant to what we were talking about is always in every class, there's someone who bursts into tears, which I'm so jealous of. I wish that were right. me, but at the time right. it wasn't never is. And then, 
you feel your body melting away right. and you feel the oneness with everything. Right. And um, it's, it's, it's about, you know, we, every day we have a new opportunity to be some, someone different or closer to who we really are. So every, it's every day, every day we can, we can recreate ourselves. So, you know, that's, that's, it was good. Mm. That's beautiful. I've heard good things about the breathwork classes. You know, just doing yeah, that's like a that's like a um, yeah. that's like a, a they used to call it like rebirthing or something. But uh, Jen, that's crazy that the place is called um, uh, Violet, Violet Flame yeah. because it's all <laughs> yeah. it's all about that transmutation. So this is a perfect way to close out the show. So thank you, thank you, everybody. Thank you. Uh, Anna, thank you, Jen. Thank you, Sandra. Um, it's amazing. So if you guys need to get a hold of us, you can send an email to LOAblend at gmail.com, and we're scheduled to be back on the air this coming Tuesday at 8.30 a.m. United States Eastern Time. Take care of yourselves and each other. Embrace the healing. And as always, let the light do the work and to brighter days ahead. Love you. Bye. Tell me, don't